This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pat Prescott with This Lady Loves Sports. Today's guest is brand new Hall of Fame boxer, Sugar Shane Mosley. Let's go! Welcome to This Lady Loves Sports Podcast with Pat Prescott. Sports. She knows it all and is here to talk about it. So get ready to hear sports talk in a way that you've never heard before. It's This Lady Loves Sports Podcast. And here's your host, Pat Prescott. This is Pat Prescott, and I am here in our studios with four-time world champion Sugar Shane Mosley, who has just been inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame. The bi- That's the biggest honor you can have in a career. It is. That's pretty amazing. Welcome, Sugar. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me. You must be pretty excited. I know the ceremony just happened. You know, now your name is up there in the pantheon of some of the greats. Yeah. What does it mean to you to Uh, be in the Hall of Fame? It's it's a great feeling to be, you know, into the the Nevada Hall of Fame and also be a a living legend because a lot of people, you know, know me as uh, as a legend already and. um, you know, I was inducted just a year after I retired. So uh, I guess I'm in the class of 2018 now. Yeah. Well, yeah. you tried to retire a few times, but uh, yeah, a couple times. I, didn't, <laughs> didn't, I mean, there were. Didn't there, take, huh? Yeah. I mean, there were. There were this time, you know, I, I, I've. Uh, I, I suffered a, a, a bad uh, injury, um, actually, a, a malpractice. And uh, this, this doctor, Gary Brazina, Burnt me, burnt my arm, and I got a little nerve damage, so I was kind of forced to retire uh, this time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I could have went a couple more years, but, you know, things happened, so maybe it was for the better. Well, let's talk a little bit about the career that led you to this incredible honor, and I would say a lot of it really started with your dad, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. My father, you know, I went to the gym with my, my mother actually, uh, told my father, take your son to the gym with, them, with you because he's burning up too much energy. He needs to burn energy up. He has too much energy. And uh, so my father took me to the gym. I, was, I think I was eight years old. And and uh, it was the rest is history, you know. <laughs> and he's been with you for the, the whole ride. For, for, the whole, for the whole ride. My father is a great, great man, great president. And he's been training me ever since I was uh, a young boy. And now you get a chance to turn around and do the same thing with Junior, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been training him uh, as well. I teach him and show him different things, and uh, and he's doing a great job. How's, how's he been making out? What's 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 going on with his career now? Uh, he's going to be fighting on the contender. Uh, oh, that's up, great! And there's not too much I can say about that, but that he's on the contender and, and watches on Epic, so it's, you know it should be a a pretty good uh, season. Of the contender. Well, on this podcast, we like to kind of explore people's sports love stories. You're someone who has a sports career, but I'm sure (laughs) before you did, you were a sports fan. Tell me a little bit about your earliest experiences with sports and what made you fall in love with it. Well, I was always a sports uh, type of kid anyway, and it didn't matter what sport it was, whether it was uh, basketball, football, baseball, tetherball, you know, 
volleyball, whatever it was, I was the type of kid that wanted to win. Uh, but boxing, when I when I went to boxing, I fell in love with it because it was a one-on-one type of sport. And I believed as a, as a young kid that nobody can beat me, especially my size, one-on-one. So boxing is the sport for me. And uh, I chose it then. I think when I was 10 years old, I told my, my parents, I said, you know what, I'm going to be the world champion. I'm going to be great. And uh, I stuck with it, and, and here I am. And, and you know what? Saying that out loud, speaking that, that has a lot to do with it, doesn't it? With actually oh, yeah. making those things happen. Definitely, yeah. Speak out loud, and you know, you put the energy in the air, and it happens. And you have to really believe it, too. And you have to do the work to make it happen. So I, I did all the work. Uh, I knew what to do how to work hard to make it happen and, and it happened and, and as a young kid who was it that you admired the most and what did you like about them well as a as a uh, as a boxer as a young kid when I was 10 years old I admired Sugar Ray Leonard he was one of my um, uh, the fighters that I that I admired and I watched at the time he was a uh, world champions fighting uh, Roberto Duran and Tommy Hearns and and these type of guys uh, at that time and uh, and I was like wow you know I'm going to be a world champion like him and you know a lot of the people in the gym uh, recognized me as being a a great boxer and they said I look like Sugar Ray Leonard and um, they used to call me they started calling me Sugar Shane when I was like 10 years old Sugar Shane Mosley and that's how the name came about Mm -hmm. uh, when I was like 10 years old and that's when I knew that yeah, I'm be a world champion. And you know, ironically, I met I met uh, well, I know Sugar Ray Leonard very well, his son, and I met Sugar Ray Robinson as well before he passed away, and his wife. So, you know, I'm I'm in the Sugar family. <laughs> <laughs> now, take us back. Do you remember your very first fight? Take us back to what that was like. You know how you felt that day, and and uh, uh, the results were good, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, my very first fight, amateur fight. I mean, I was so nervous. My stomach was just going crazy, and I remember uh, is it was in Pomona at the boxing gym where I where I trained at, and there was a lot of uh, world champions that actually boxed there. You know, it was Richie Sandoval. Uh, Mike Weaver was one of the boxers there, and uh, Albert Davila, you know. So I, there was a lot of fighters there, and I remember going up, and back then you could smoke inside the the boxing. I guess it was like a arena or whatever, but it wasn't really an arena. It was uh, the boxing. Everybody went upstairs and did the fights upstairs. So it's, uh, downstairs was the training area, and upstairs was actually the boxing event area, if you will. Huge cloud of smoke, huh? <laughs> Just a huge cause, smoke, you know, and um, that was before you know smoking was not really uh, smoking was. I guess smoking cigarettes was cool back then. <laughs> um, well, anyway, went upstairs and seen the crowd, and you know my first fight, and I was really nervous. I was like, oh, am I gonna do good? And what's gonna happen? And you know, I won. I won. I won really good. And and even the, all the coaches and and uh, my father, everybody was so happy. You know, with my performance and. I knew then, yeah, this is for me. I guess when you start out well like that, too, you kind of fall in love with winning. Yeah. And you yeah. want that to be the thing that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was I was that kid that had to win anyway, even when I played, like, chess or checkers with my sister, our cards. 
with my older sisters and they they'll win i would keep playing until i won if i lose at a video game or something like that that we had i would play all night until i beat the whole all the stages of the video game <laughs> um so i was just that kid that really wanted to win and the kids at school when i played basketball or kickball or whatever it was they wanted me on the team because they knew that i was coming to win all the time, it didn't matter what it was. I'm trying to win. <laughs> you got to have that attitude to, to make something happen. I mean, I think that's the difference between the winners and people that are just participating. You know, I think so. I think it's learning how to win, knowing how to win. And a lot of people, uh, well, some some people don't really know how to win. It doesn't matter uh, what sport it is, just knowing how to win. I think that you have, like, let's say, uh, you know, Magic Johnson or or you have Jordan and Kobe Bryant and LeBron James and, and certain certain players, they just know how to win, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and insist on it. And insist on really? it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that group that you just named for sure. That's how they all feel about it. Exactly. Well, you... um. In the course of a um, history-making career like yours, you really get to have a number of people who like come th- come up with you and who you are, who are your opponents. So often, mm-hmm. I mean, Oscar De La Hoya comes to mind. You know, somebody mm-hmm. like that that was a fierce opponent of yours. I'm so interested in <laughs> the relationship and how that changes after you retire. I mean, do you you guys really did you used to like hate each other? No, no, I didn't. I didn't hate any of the fights that I fought. I really didn't. It was just, it was something like I, it was competition. I was just competitive. You know, it wasn't um, a hate type of thing with any of them. I knew they they were trying to win. I'm trying to win. But I just felt that I was a better man. I'm, I'm like Superman. And you can't, you can't beat me. And uh, that was just stuck in my mind. I, just, I believed it. But your careers become kind of meshed together. And, and I would imagine that those people are some of the most important people in your career, those opponents. And yes. and then and that the bond that seems to develop, you know, when you're in the trenches like that, mano y mano. Well, I, you know, like a lot of the fighters like Oscar I grew up with is even when we were younger. I fought him when we were younger. Um, uh, he was East L.A. I was Pomona. So I, I think I fought him when I was 12, 13. And um, I beat him then. <laughs> um <laughs> Like Vernon Forrest, I fought him as amateur, and then he beat me as professional as well. He beat me as amateur and professional. Uh, Winky Wright, I know I, I never fought him as amateur, but all this, all these fighters we grew up with in the Olympic, uh, on the Olympic team and around. So we're we're all kind of we travel together in different countries. You know, some some fighters I didn't fight, some fighters I did fight. Stevie Johnson, it's another fighter that I I fought a couple of times. He was world champion. Um, in the lightweight division, but we traveled uh, from Colorado Springs to, let's say, Russia or to Poland or to Ireland or to Italy or whatever. So we all got a chance to to be with each other, and, and everybody from different states of the United States, they all we all came together, and we were you know we were on the same team. We're like brothers. And who and who understands better than somebody who has gone through the same thing as you? That's it's a real brotherhood, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're going through the same struggle as, as and we all know we both or everybody knows is how hard it is. It's not, yeah. it's not easy. You can't just walk into it and and just become you know a world champion, or become one of the one of the greats. You we you know you have to really really work hard. I mean, Chris Bird's another one I, I didn't name. You know, he's he was he was a middleweight uh, silver medalist in nineteen ninety two, and uh, he fought 
uh, heavyweight as they, when they turned pro. So another guy. I mean, there, there's a, we all had this this brotherhood connection, and we all know what it takes to be um, that type of fighter that you know that everybody wants to see. Yeah, it's a brotherhood, you know, and sometimes a sisterhood too. I know Layla Ali went in to uh, the yeah. Hall of Fame with you too. Yeah, she's going into the Hall of Fame as yeah. well. Oh yeah, she's yeah, she went to Hall of Fame as well. And um yeah, she she's a uh, great fighter and she knows what it's like to be a real fighter. But she knows how to be a lady as well. Oh no, she she's got the whole thing working <laughs> and, and certainly the pedigree oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't oh, yeah. hurt a bit. Muhammad, yeah, her father. <laughs> Yeah, and she learned a great deal from him. I know that that's the truth. You know, you talked about the retirement, and I mentioned, you know, that it was a couple of times. Retiring is not an easy thing to do, is it, for somebody who performs at the highest level in in something they love? Yeah, it's not not the easiest thing to do because you always believe that you you can overcome, you can win the next fight and win the next fight. And sometimes your your mind tells you can do one thing and you believe it, but then your your body doesn't do the the things that your mind wants it to do. Uh, even even now, you know, before I, my injury, I could get in the ring with world champions and and do really really good with them. You know, like probably beat some of these current world champions today. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that. Um, as far as the, the brain is concerned, you gotta you gotta watch out for your later in life, uh, and you know some of these fighters you see at the, the Hall of Fame, they're not speaking well. Exactly. They're not, yeah, they're not thinking exactly. well, and um, you have to be careful for that too—the longevity of your own life. You fought a, a long time yourself. Do you ever feel like maybe it was too long? I mean, do you worry about that at all with everything we're learning now about concussions and the effects that they can have on you later? I don't. I don't. I don't feel that. I. I don't feel that I went that far um, where I was going to get concussions and stuff like that. Um, I think that took very well, very good will in my body. A lot of, lot of fighters, you know, after fights, they will they will do a lot of. Uh, hard partying and even before the matches they, you know, they're drinking beer and doing all kind of stuff that they shouldn't be doing they get in the ring yeah that doesn't and, help and they fight and their, their brain is hit against their skull and uh, messing them up for long term um, they don't think about that because they believe that they're the best do you think that the the boxing commission needs to change anything to try to prevent this stuff from happening? I mean, it's I don't it's kind of hard. I don't know what the boxing commission can actually do um, for that for that situation. Um, they they they're trying to monitor the when they make the way they make weight and make sure that they make weight properly and that they're actually training and stuff like that for fights the way they're supposed to. Um, but it, it's kind of hard when you when you get somebody that's been boxing up for so long and they kind of know their bodies and they say, well, I know how to get down and wait and get back up. And it's just it's hard to, to regulate that. Yeah. That, uh, but I would imagine that it is something that as, as a fighter, you know, you it's something you struggle with throughout your career. I mean, you look at it. You, re, you retired twice, right, before you really retired or was it? Yeah, I retired twice? maybe. Yeah, what what, maybe what made you retire the first time? Well, the first time I retired, I had a, well, I think after I fought Manny Pacquiao, maybe I, I popped my Achilles. 
And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to box again. And, I saw he, and then I, the kids healed okay. And then I was, I was in the gym. I was working. I was doing really, really good with the uh, different fighters and different people, like world-class fighters. So I'm like, oh, I can still fight. You know, I can still do it. And I'm sure so, you missed it, too. And I missed it, too. But it wasn't, it wasn't because I had any head trauma or anything like that. It was just because I felt that I couldn't move like I used to and maybe that might hinder me and maybe I might get hit more I don't know but it didn't turn out that way so I just continued to fight I seen Bernard Hopkins he was doing until he was 50 51 years old and um, you know I see him working out and I know that I felt that you know my technique and, and my speed and power and stuff can is better than any of those guys out there and I and now we're getting the ring with these guys and work with them just just to make sure it's in and it was yeah, yeah. so so um uh, who, who do you like that you see out there fighting now well i mean i, I like i like the both the fight that's going to happen against uh canelo alvarez and triple g that's going to be a good fight and i also like um i like earl spence i think that he's is a little bit probably too big for uh is it mikey garcia mike garcia is a really good fighter as well um I like Lomachenko. I like uh, I did the, I like I like a lot of fighters. That, I mean, Sean Porter is a really good fighter, a friend of mine's, and, and a good fighter as well. It's going to be a great fight with him and Danny Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, I don't know the list goes on. Deontay Wilder, he's doing really good in the heavyweight division, and that's going to be a good fight with him and and the other heavyweight that's over in England. That's going to be a really good fight. And, and you living yeah, in you living in Vegas, right? I I live in Vegas. I live so I, live Vegas, to, I live in Vegas a little bit, but I live both ways. I live out here as well. So you're LA still a well. Southern California yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm I still out here too as well. <laughs> so never, I'm, I'm, bo- I'm both places. <laughs> never get that out of your system. <laughs> but do you go to the fights often in, in Vegas? When I'm in Vegas, I will go. I will go to the fights, and I will you know, uh, yeah, check my support. Uh, you know, the fighters and and all my my friends and stuff like that, and they. It's pretty much it's pretty much a no brainer. I can get in, you know. I I walk walk in. <laughs> that's all the, that's I, always every, cool. Everybody knows who I am, and they're like, "Oh, hey, come on in, Mr. Mosley. You know, you can come in." So it's we know good. with with you, and I think one of the interesting things about you is um, not only does everybody know who you are, mm-hmm. but you are somebody who you know you made a living beating people up. <laughs> But you were one of the most likable figures, not only in boxing, but I think in sports in general. Everybody okay. likes you. What is that? How how does that make you feel? You're aware of that, right? That makes you feel very likable. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would say mostly everybody would probably like me, like the my personality. I just try to be even I'm, some of the people you knocked out like you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not meaning by it. it was it was nothing personal, you know. It was just um, like I said, it's competition, it's that winning spirit. I want to I want to win. I want to be the best. I, I think part of it too is just your your basic attitude about about life and success and and I know that you got um, five tips for success and I would love for you to talk about them and yeah, and how they have tips. worked in your life. Oh boy! Well, I mean, the tips that I would say is that believe in yourself. You know, believe in yourself. Believe what you can do. Um. And I guess it helps to have somebody, have people around you that believe in you too. Like having your dad right there pushing you and and does. believing in you helps. That it, it, it does help, but sometimes you don't have anybody around. You have to 
really depend on yourself to to believe because you have although you're your father then you have another person over here that really doesn't believe in you and will say things to you that um you know because they can't do it they put that energy or whatever the on you. The ha- yeah, it's <laughs> haters, but they put the energy on you because they don't believe that they can do it. Maybe they're not even really haters. They just don't believe because they just don't believe. And you can't have that type of energy around you, you if you're trying to uh, accomplish something that's really, really high. So I, you know, definitely, you know, believe it, believe in yourself and believe in what you can do. You know, just and be humble and and. Um, I didn't never felt, I guess I do, well, I don't know how to explain that, but I do feel that I can achieve and I'm better, but I don't feel like I'm, I feel that everybody has the same, uh, the same chance or the same, that the same ability to do things you can do. They just have to believe and that that's, I come back to that, you know, it's, it's all about believing in yourself and what you can do, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really important. <laughs> Win and defeat your biggest opponent in life, you. And we do get in our own ways, don't we? Yeah, and then another thing is getting in your own way. Never. And I remember, uh, I guess, an amateur, well, a couple of my amateur fights that I didn't do as well as I thought I should have done. And it felt that it's because I wasn't believing it, as hard as I should have. And, and I got in my way. And I would just throw a jab or one, two, or a hand, and move all the way, just doing it just enough instead of giving it all, just 100%. And um, a lot of times we get in our way, not just from that and from, from life, life experiences. There's always some kind of life challenge that gets in your way um, from whatever you're trying to, to achieve or accomplish. And you fall, and a lot of, I've seen a lot of people fall short. From from their destiny and getting into what they whatever they want to get into because life, whatever it may be, got in their way, and then they just say, "Oh, I can't do, it, I can't do it," and they just give up and and let let it happen, whatever, and then go a different direction. So yeah, you don't you don't fall you don't drown when you fall in the water. You drown when you don't get up. You drown when you don't swim. Yeah, you <laughs> <don't> swim. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> I know it's been an incredible career with so many highlights, you know, 61 fights, 49 wins, only 10 losses. That's yeah. that's crazy when you think about it. But what yeah. what are those losses? What does it feel like to lose? Well, it feels very it, it's you feel really bad and down because you didn't succeed and a lot, a lot of the losses that I had were probably toward the end of my career. Um and that's probably you know, I had different injuries, Achilles, a pool, a pool groin, and things were happening. And that's probably one of the reasons why I was like, you know what, maybe I should retire. And then I, and then they healed up, and then I was doing good again. And I was like, no, no, I'm not ready to retire. I can still fight. You know, I still can, I still can do it. Things, the losses are, they, they can teach you how to become better. I mean, I've lost when I lost to Vernon Forrest. For the first time, um, I was. I said to myself, well, "I did something wrong. Something I have to improve on whatever I did. It was something I did wrong. I know I did. I know it was wrong. I wasn't focusing. I was mentally. I wasn't there. 
and that's why I lost. But you know, and then I went back and fought again, and I did a whole lot better. I think George Foreman said, "I thought you won the the second fight, but they still gave to the other opponent." <laughs> but you know, it, it is what it is. How, how did you deal with that personally, like losing? You know, like I had a, a friend who um, played in the NFL and. You know, and his wife and I were really good friends. And she talked about not only the healing thing, how like yeah. all week, you know, yeah. they're working on healing up the injuries from the Sunday's game. Um, but just the 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 way you feel, how, how does it make you feel and feel when you lose? I mean, I think we all lose in life yeah. enough to experience that feeling. Yeah. But yeah. getting yourself out of it, I think, is really important. And was that a process for you that you can recall things that you would do to help yourself move on from that? I've always, and that's why I like one-on-one -on -one competition, because I always felt that it was not what the person did to win, it's what I didn't do to prevent him from winning. So what didn't I do? What happened? What, what was my problem? Not not what he did. What what didn't I do uh, to prevent that win? I knock out whatever it was. And I just keep going. I go over that and I research that and 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 go with them myself. So it's not really what he did. It's really what I didn't do. Exactly. And that gives that, and that way you mm -hmm. take the power back because then it becomes something you can do something about. I can do something about yeah. it. Yeah. And that makes and a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I know mm -hmm. you've. You've had a lot of incredible high points in your career. One of the low points, 2002, the Balco scandal. Mm. Um, I remember when that happened. I remember the way you handled it. I just thought was really grown up <laughs> and mature. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But when you look back on, on that whole thing, are you you're pretty happy with, with how things turned out and with, with how you dealt with it? Well, I'm, I'm happy by the way I dealt with it and you know how my team came together and and uh, you know, and kind of smooth things out. But it was, uh, I just didn't. I wasn't happy by it going down because I know that at the time when it happened, I really wasn't even thinking about going to that place or going over there. And then it was like, no, no, go. You know, this is a great guy, and and it was kind of coerced into going over there. And I'm like. I don't I don't really want to and then all of a sudden this comes out and happens and you know he's some big you know <laughs> some big guy that, that sells all this steroid guy that sells everybody and I, I just it, it, you know things were just it wasn't it wasn't good at all I felt really horrible about the whole thing yeah and I, and I think it's it's something mm -hmm. that permeates sports I mean we've we've seen it all over and to me, I kind of always watch how people deal with it. You can tell who's grown, you yeah. know, who's mature, and yeah. uh, um, it's it's a thing. But it's it's a thing that has really just affected kind of everybody in sports. Yeah. Now, um, in the couple of minutes that we have left, I know you being a Southern California boy, let's talk a little bit about who you like in basketball. Mm. Uh, you got to be a Laker fan. You're a Laker fan, aren't I've you? I've always been a Laker fan. Yeah, from from day one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you don't have to really be from LA to be a Laker fan. That's right. obviously been proven. But uh, any thoughts about what's going on with the the new look Lakers? Well, I like to LeBron came down and 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 he's uh, joined the Lakers. Now, do you know him? Do you know LeBron? I don't. I have, I think I might have seen him a couple of times. But I haven't really met him yet mm -hmm. or talked with him. Uh -huh. But. Uh, but he's doing a lot of great things in the community. He's a great guy. 
and I'm happy that he uh, chose to come to you know the Lakers and, and represent the LA Lakers. It's pretty amazing when you think about the weight that he carries with him that he can everywhere he goes that people want to go there and play with him and and all of that you know that's uh, but but he's he is I don't see how you can find real fault in LeBron James. I, I, people you seem to try yeah. though, don't they? They, they try. <laughs> they, they try to they try to find fault. They would have to find some kind of dirt somewhere. But um, he's he's just a great guy, you know. He's a great human being, and and uh, I think he's going to do LA very proud, you know. Yeah. Hey, look, if he plays like he played last year, if he balls out like that, I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, it's exciting, and we don't care if he never retires if that's going to be happening. Though we know, as Charles Barkley says, Father Time is undefeated. But Father Time is undefeated definitely, for real, definitely <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> and what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Oh, you got uh, a great family. I know you love your family. That you get a chance to actually spend some time with them now, yeah, don't I'm you? Spend some time with <laughs> my queen and my kids and and everybody. And um, we're you know remodeling houses and we have different things going on in our lives. So it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, relaxing. Well, yeah, I tell anyway. you what, uh, congratulations on an honor, well-deserved. Uh, congratulations on being just a really cool guy, man. You mm-hmm. know, somebody who not only was good at what they did, but just as good at being a good person. Thank you. I like that about you. Thank you. Sugar Shane Mosley, Hall of Famer. We can say that now. <laughs> In perpetuity. <laughs> this lady loves sports, and so does this guy, Sugar Shane. <laughs> Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.